Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio. The leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seat. Visit MilliganBio.com. Here's what we got going on for today. We're going to preview a upcoming conference later this year in Saskatoon put on by Women in Ag. Elsewhere, Cereals Canada provided some reaction to Vietnam lifting some restrictions related to Canadian wheat exports of uh, wheat and uh, a zero-tolerance policy on Canada thistle. And finally, we have the latest cattle market update for the week. And I spoke with a provincial cattle specialist, Fonda Froats, about it to break down the numbers. And the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Soon, Canadian wheat can make its way to Vietnam without any restrictions. Vietnam's Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development released a revised quarantine pest list, which no, long, no longer includes Canada thistle, also known as creeping thistle. The Asian country had a zero-tolerance policy in place for creeping thistle since 2018, meaning any Canadian wheat that had it that had it rather faced commercial penalties up to a vessel being rejected. Director of Market Intelligence and Trade Policy with Cereals Canada, Leif Carlson, says it's a really positive development. This is an example of, of where industry was, was pushing to have the restriction removed and, and also our, our, our federal agencies such as the Canada Food Inspection Agency who uh, was able to engage with, uh, with the Vietnam authorities and, and talk about the, the science and, and the risk behind thistle seeds and, and ultimately having this restriction removed is going to uh, allow Canada to participate in the Vietnam market again uh, going forward and any time that Canada is able to access a diverse set of markets that's going to be good for our industry and and farmers. Carlson added, Cereals Canada was one of many within the ag industry which aided the federal government in its advocacy. We took the opportunity following the travel restrictions after the pandemic to visit with industry in in market and you know and, and make sure that we we understood the 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 situation that uh, our customers are facing there and and to work with other groups and in, in, including uh, uh, the government to put together a, a submission that outlined um, why uh, Canadian grains remain safe to to import. The restriction had a profound effect on Canadian exports. Before it took effect, Canada shipped 200,000 tons of wheat annually. After that, the number went down to 20,000 tons a year. 
Carlson was asked whether Canada can reach pre-restriction levels again or even exceed it. We know that uh, in, in Vietnam, Canadian hard red spring wheat is, is used uh, alongside wheats from other uh, markets to make the, the banh mi loaves that are, are so popular in Vietnam. But uh, you know, there's also been opportunities to sell uh, lower quality Canadian wheat when the, the, the growing and harvest conditions necessitate it. So, uh, you know, the amount of wheat that's going to go into to Vietnam in any year is, is also going to be a, a function of the quality Canada's got to sell. But when, uh, when the conditions are right, uh, you know, Vietnam has been a, a very important market for Canada. The decision takes effect September 29th. Back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. Women in Ag is preparing for its Heart of the Farm Connect conference in Saskatoon later this year. Vicki Lawrence, the partnership lead with Women in Ag, says events like the conference gives women an opportunity to network with others, grow relationships, and enhance their roles on the farm. She gave a rundown of what this year's conference looks like. So we've got a really good lineup, exciting lineup for, for guests this year. Um, we've got our headliner, Jody Carrington, will be there um, Thursday after brunch. Um, and then we've got some really great speakers throughout Wednesday as well. Um, Hayden Fox, Trent Frazier, Caroline Brookfield, um, as well as some of our internal women in ag mentors are going to be putting on a breakout session, as well as we have some really fun entertainment for this year. We've got the cheese ambassador to kind of lead things off on uh, Tuesday night. Um, and then we've got, he calls himself the ginger ninja, uh, Matt Gore, who will be our evening ember- entertainment for Wednesday after our banquet. So really exciting lineup this year. While there isn't a name for this year's theme, Lawrence did say there is one for the conference. Last year, we had it better together just with it being the first conference coming in after COVID. We were finally able to get together. This year, we don't really have a name for our theme, um, but it's more or less we're just looking at a lot of our speakers are talking about, you know, their journeys within the industry that can kind of help us women within the industry gain within both our personal life and within our work or farm life, as well as some mental health. Um, we find that's a really important thing to kind of focus on and talk about and how to manage that, as well as there will be some kind of hands-on breakout session, learning sessions too, um, just to kind of balance life in, in general. She was asked how much the conference has influenced the growth of women having more prominent roles within the agriculture sector over the years. So it's definitely, like I think about it, I've kind of, been within the industry working for probably the last 10 years now um, and just seeing that progression with as many female colleagues I have and female leads within the farm themselves over that. But definitely um, we see such a diverse amount of women coming to these conferences, whether they're working within the industry and don't necessarily farm as well or uh, they're helping lead their farm. Um, working alongside their spouses or their siblings or their parents, um, as well as just 
from general entrepreneurs within the industry as well. There's a lot of women we feel that you know, are starting to become bigger roles within the farm or within the industry. And there also, there's a lot of women out there that are looking at kind of growing some entrepreneurial businesses on their own. Um, so we've got some really good kind of partnerships with some companies um, within our industry that try to help and guide women through those journeys and what they're looking for and people they can kind of reach out to. She has the details on how to register for the conference. If anyone's looking for tickets, tickets are on sale right now. You can get them at our womenandegg.ca website, or if you follow us on any social media platform, um, there's a direct link through there as well. The Heart of the Farm Connect Conference will be held at the Sheraton Cavalier Hotel in Saskatoon, November 7th to 9th. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM News Director Brian Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Six national farm organizations are raising concerns about unintended consequences from the federal government's underused housing tax that took effect last year. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Canadian Cattle Association, National Cattle Feeders Association, Fruit and Vegetable Growers of Canada, Ontario Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association, and the Canadian Canola Growers Association have signed a letter asking to have farms exempted from the requirement to file a return for each residential property each year. The tax on residential properties deemed to be vacant or underused was put in place with the intent of alleviating pressure on housing supply and to discourage foreign ownership. Homes that meet the Canada Revenue Agency's definition of underused can be subject to a 1% annual tax rate. Regardless of vacancy or foreign ownership, most Canadian corporations, partnerships and trusts are required to submit an annual form for every residential property they own. A single plant that showed up this summer on the edge of a southwestern Ontario cornfield is cause for concern among Canadian farmers. Ontario Provincial Weed Management Specialist Mike Cowbro says the plant in question, found in Wellington County, is confirmed as Palmer amaranth. The species has previously been dubbed the most troublesome weed in U.S. agriculture, but hasn't yet appeared in Canada in a significant way, its only other recent known appearance in Canada outside Ontario was by a couple of plants in a southern Manitoba bean field in 2021. While the broadleaf weed is known for its physical height, up to 8 feet, and aggressive rate of spread, it's also infamous in the U.S. and elsewhere for its adaptability against herbicides, making it even more difficult to keep in check. Ontario Premier Doug Ford says the province is looking at returning land to the green belt that a developer recently sold. In a written statement today, Ford says the government learned the owner of two parcels in Ajax that were part of the green belt land removal had listed the properties for sale. The Premier says the owner of the properties did not tell the government it planned to sell and the province is now looking at several options that include giving the land back to the green belt. Ford says this is a warning to other owners of sites removed from the Green Belt for housing to meet the government's conditions and begin building by 2025, 
Otherwise, that land would be returned to the Greenbelt. The Auditor General found earlier this month the province gave preferential treatment to certain developers when it removed land from the protected Greenbelt. North American farmers will get their first look at New Holland's new all-electric utility tractor with autonomous features when they visit the Farm Progress Show this week, held at Decatur, Illinois. New Holland is billing its T4 electric power tractor as a game-changing innovation that creates a new tractor class, Utility Electric. The company claims it will deliver better performance than diesel and pave the way for a new chapter in sustainable zero-emission farming. New Holland says the tractor is an ideal solution for lower horsepower field operations and is a good fit for multiple applications, including mixed farms, hay and forage, dairy, livestock, greenhouse and specialty crops operations. Equipped with a lithium-ion battery pack, the T4 electric power delivers gradual power and continuous torque. Cannabis company Atlantic Cultivation has acquired the insolvent Tantalus Labs brand. Financial terms of the agreement were not immediately available. The deal includes Tantalus Labs brands and remaining inventory. Founded in 2012 by Dan Sutton, Tantalus entered bankruptcy and insolvency proceedings in late June. The company had to lay off more than 50 workers at its facility in Maple Ridge, B.C., owing millions to its main lender and millions more for unpaid excise taxes. Atlantic Cultivation is a vertically integrated cannabis company based in St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falcon. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Special air quality advisory remains in effect as the smoke from the Northwest Territories continues to linger. And today, not surprisingly, the smoke's still around, high of 30 degrees with the Humidex 31. Tonight, still the smoke around, winds from the southeast at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour this evening, the low 14. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness and a 60% chance of showers in the afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm and the smoke lingering. Winds from the southeast at 40, gusting to 60 kilometers an hour, high of 31 degrees, 33 with the humidex. Tomorrow night, cloudy and 60% chance of showers again, low 9. And Thursday, partly cloudy, high of 22, the low 9. Friday, sunshine, high of 28, the low 11. Saturday, sunny, high of 32, the low 13. Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 29, 10 degrees is the low. And Monday, partly cloudy again, high of 22. Normal highs for this period are at 22, normal lows 7 degrees. Sun rose at 6.08 this morning. Sun will set at 7.50 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan, 27 Swift Current 29, Saskatoon and Weyburn 28, Yorkton is at 23. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at 31.3. The cool spot is a three-way tie between Hudson Bay, 
Larange and Prince Albert at 20. In Regina, a sunny sky, southeast wind at 17 kilometers an hour, humidity at 41%, temperature 28 degrees or 82 Fahrenheit, and the barometric pressure is at 102.0 and falling. In Moose Jaw, smoke, southwest wind at 9, temperature 30 degrees. Again in Regina, sunshine, southeast wind at 17 kilometers an hour, temperature 28 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskag Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The global wheat market remains complicated, according to Mercantile Consulting Venture in this week's Market Outlook, issued by Sask Wheat. Marlena Borsch with Mercantile says the Saskatchewan spring wheat harvest is about 13% harvested, and Alberta's spring wheat harvest is 12% complete. The Durham wheat harvest in Saskatchewan is 26% complete, and while Alberta didn't report on progress, it rated 32% of Durham as in good to excellent condition. However, it's yield estimates for Durham that remain a big question mark. Yield results really remain all over the map, making an overall estimate very difficult. We are still using 4.2 million tons of Durham production for Canada, as we have discussed a couple of times now. We can add that the Reuters poll of 15 traders showed an average Durham production estimate of 4.3 million tons, but with a huge range in the estimates spanning from a minimum of 3.7 million to a high of 5.3 million tons, so that makes it almost a void. As for Durham production in the United States, Borsch says it's been slow. Regarding U.S. crops, the northern Durham harvest has been slow with 33% of the crop harvested in Montana and only 15% in North Dakota. Crop ratings for this week in North Dakota showed 46% good to excellent and Montana was at only 10%. In North Dakota, yields and protein are expected to be below average for the remainder of the harvest. We still calculate roughly a North American production of 5.7 million tons which would compare to 7.2 last year and 4.1 million in the drought-reduced 2021 season. North American Durham supply is expected to be 20% lower than last year's at 6.7 million tons, so supplies will be tight and Mercantile expects exports will likely have to be rationed at some point. Meanwhile, in the European Union, Borsch says disease and quality issues in the north increased and quality spreads widened. In the EU, disease and quality issues in the north increased the quality spreads. The European Commission lowered their estimate for wheat production by 300,000 tonnes to 126.1 million tonnes, with 23-24 ending stocks down 1.1 million to 16.3 million tonnes. Basically, the pace of harvest in the, EU, in the EU has been slow and quality concerns have been in the headlines because of consistent rainfall in August. In the Black Sea region, Borsch says there seems to be a new price floor on Russian wheat. 
this time at $270 for 12.5% protein tender business and at $250 a ton for 10.5% protein tender business. Minimum prices for private commercial business seems to differ by $10 less. So the market is trying to digest what the changes in the Russian floor prices really mean. But meanwhile, software winter now looks cheap against both EU and Russian wheat, at least through first half October. On the Ukrainian side, the Ag Ministry called the harvest complete at 21.9 million tons. And some Eastern European countries are saying they will extend the ban on Ukraine imports indefinitely, with or without European permission. But on the other hand, there are plans to significantly increase the Constanza shipment capacity. Either way, it seems that the wheat market is now ignoring the supply-side risk stemming from the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Mercantile again emphasized storing wheat for now and selling as little as possible until the new year when Russian pressure should ease. You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service, arcolabuildingsupplies.com. The weekly cattle market update from Canfax is being released. Provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Fonda Froats, has the details on how feeder cattle prices did, among others. All right. <laughs> I'll let you know that I'm hitting record, and we'll get started right away here. Speaking with Fonda Froats, the provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. And uh, Fonda, the latest cattle market update is out. Uh, what's the latest on feeder cattle prices? Yeah, average prices for Saskatchewan feeder steers were established in all but the four to five hundred pound category. Prices were from four forty one sixty seven for the three to four hundred pound category to three ten seventeen for the nine hundred pound plus. The largest increase was in the five to six hundred pound steers, and prices were up on average twenty seven fifty per hundred weight to end the week at three eighty one. And the largest decline was seen in the six to seven hundred pound steers, with prices down on average three eighty eight per hundred weight to end the week at three forty. And prices for Saskatchewan heifers were actually up in all categories that were reported over the previous week, and they ranged from three ninety fifty for the three to four hundred pound heifers to two ninety one sixty three for the eight hundred plus pound category. And the largest increase there was in the four to five hundred pound heifers, with prices improving forty five twenty five per hundred weight on average to end the week at three eighty fifty. What are some of the factors affecting these feeder markets? Feeder cattle pricing is strong, and much of this seems to be supply and demand. We know that we have a smaller supply, and there will be competition for those calves. Other factors are the Canadian dollar, which continues to drop off, which is supportive. And in addition to that, the new crop uh, feed barley harvest is underway and with lower prices, and this is also supportive of the cattle market. What were the marketings in Saskatchewan like? Uh, the volume of Saskatchewan feeder cattle at auction was lower last week with Canfax reporting 2,730 head. Uh, and this is below the 7,607 that were marketed the week before. And what were the prices for market-ready cattle like? 
Uh, sales volumes for the week ending August 25th were too light for Canfax to establish an Alberta Fed steer price, but the market was said to be steady to weaker compared to the previous week where 273 was the price established. That's Fonda Froats, a provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back in a moment. Pro-Till by Tegelman Industries is... Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Canola is up $10.90 at $772.42 a metric ton. Lentils is up $5.72 at $8.54.50. And number one red spring wheat is down $0.69 cents at $3.32.15. The rest were unchanged. Durham at $5.23.93. Feed barley $2.90.61. Chickpeas $10.36.17. Flax 561.54, oats 301.32, yellow peas 375.08, and feed wheat 240.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is unchanged at $7.65 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 29th. Our last regular sale was on August 16th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.40 to $1.55. D3 cows sold from $1.25 to $1.40. Canner cows sold from $1 to $1.25. Hefferet sold from $1.90 to $2.40. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.50 to $1.75. We had a pre-sorted yearling sale on August 14th. This yearling market is the highest we have have ever seen. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $3.30 and sold up to $3.50. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $3.45 and sold up to $3.57. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $3.40 and sold up to $3.57. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $3.37 and sold up to $3.48. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $3.25 and sold it to $3.40. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $2.89 and sold it to $3.22. Depending on weight, heifers were 15 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. They continue to go down as today. They're at $225.21 per CKG. Coming up after the break, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank. 306-721-6667.
The federal environment minister says he's more convinced than ever of the need to regulate emissions in the oil and gas industry. Stephen Gibo says he was extremely disappointed to hear the CEO of the major oil sands company Suncor telling shareholders earlier this month that the company was pivoting away from the clean energy transition. He calls the remarks and plan ill-timed as the summer has seen climate change drive global temperatures to record highs and worsen wildfires. Grocery giant Metro has been granted a temporary injunction to restrict pickets by striking workers at distribution warehouses in Toronto. The Montreal-based company says deliveries will now resume and stores will be resupplied as soon as possible. More than 3,700 workers at 27 Metro stores in the greater Toronto area have been on strike since July 29th after rejecting their first tentative agreement. The order restricts the pickets from blocking or delaying access to multiple metro distribution centers and corporate offices, but allows workers to delay delivery vehicles for up to five minutes. On the markets, the TSX is up 238 points at 20,264. The Dow is up 236 points to 34,796. Oil is up 94 cents at $81.04 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.70 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.